Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Cost Extra episode 53, as always, joined by Sporting Panda. Where is Dolly Parton? It's gone, it's gone. Too many DMs about, please bring back the wrestling. It's taking me back to my childhood. It's giving me loads of joy. I'm laughing more with the wife and the family. So... In, this, in these difficult times of lockdown, I had to bring it back. So that was the tune of Edge, who won the Royal Rumble last time. Blonde summer. guy, right? Blonde guy, yeah. 45 yeah, yeah. or 47 years old. Been out for about eight years. Come back and won the Royal Rumble. And I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I saw that doing social media on the Monday morning. Wow. So, there you go. So he's back, the blonde guy. Yep. Um, how's this week been? You all right? <clears throat> not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not done much. I've watched a lot of football this week. It's been very congested, obviously. The, um, the well, cheating this, this, the cheating that happened in the Arsenal-Wolves game. Um, what, oh, with the Luis Red. That was the thing is, he got caught, he's caught out of position. He is. Um, it's his fault. Running, it's yes, his fault yes. that, that, is, that the situation has become. But like, it's one of those things, isn't it? I had a conversation with a, with a coach. It's like, these decisions um, that are being made by the letter of the law like we've seen with handballs, like we've seen with well, the offside. Yeah. Handballs changed. Yeah. VAR is forcing rule changes, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if we had yeah. another rule change on the kind of intent of last man, the yeah. double jeopardy thing. I remember saying this when the VAR come in, because obviously in tennis, the decisions are fairly binary, like yeah. it's in or out. So you can't really argue it. In the NFL, I've seen it over many years now be reformed and refined. And obviously the more you slow down something, the more you can find your own storyline in there, yeah. if you know what I mean. You know, it, it's not natural to watch something at a thousandth of a mm. second, like freeze frame. You should watch it in full speed. I think you should be made to watch it in full speed. I like it in cricket because it's only there to overrule a complete clangor. Yeah. In football, it's going to take a bit of time. You know, I, I'm, mm. not in, I'm not in the school that wants to vote it out and it's ruining the game. No. I just think naturally, of course, it's going to take some time to work out what's working well with it, what's working poorly and change it over a few seasons. I do think in the long run it'll be good. But yeah, at the moment... They need to get better. I don't know, you probably watched the United game, but there was that, the, obviously the Bednarek Bed- one Bednarek. as well. And yeah, yeah. I was astounded. Mike Dean went to the screen and they were showing him the same angle over and yeah, over. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but he looked to yeah. his left and started shaking his head, like, why aren't they showing me something else? It was just a bit of a mess. And the yeah. Bednarek one, I don't know. Bednarek, see, Bednarek's similar in a way to um, Louise, like, the defender's caught out of position by a good bit of attacking play. Comes across, um, it's, it's in your interest there. You've got to get out of the way of the striker. But also, if you're the striker, you've got to go down. Yeah. And, I'm sorry, and, but like, I don't know, again, this is maybe because I played up front in, in my mm, heyday, but mm. you, you, you have to punish the defender, in my opinion. Yep, yep. You have to punish and, the defender. You do. And Luis has got a reputation which doesn't help him. So yeah. if that would have been Nesta, I wonder if he'd get sent off. <laughs> Like, I, I do sort of genuinely wonder about that. How much does the reputation also play into it? It's also it's also the whole rescinding thing. Like, uh, would they have rescinded it if Southampton have more 
players fit? Would they have rescinded it if it wasn't six mm. nil at the time? There's all these other. Yeah. Again, yeah. there's no. It's what's, no, it's what's known as a whip. Do you know what that stands for? No. Work in progress. Yeah, yeah. That's what we used to call it. VAR whip. VAR whip is basically what it is. Uh, what have you been doing this week? Uh, not a lot really. I've had a massive issue with Harold. Harry. Sorry. Who? Sometimes I call him Harold. Harry. Um, the dog. Oh, yeah. For some now, reason, the first thing I thought was Harry's razors there. Ah, no, good no, branding. No. Harry, Harry the fox. Play. Harry the fox red lab, and he's rolling in like poo, uh, which is a common thing. Oh, so when you take him out on a walk, he'll dive and rub his neck into it. And I've read online around this is quite common. Is it used? Uh, is it prey? Uh, sorry, is it their prey drive coming through? Where when they were hunting as ancient uh, canines if they rolled around in another smell, they'd disguise themselves. But studies have shown that um, they usually roll around in other carnivores feces. So it's like, you know, you don't want to really smell of another wolf, do you doing it? So I can't get any answer as to why he's doing it. And now four times in a row, I've had to come back and shower him. And uh, it's just a bloody, bloody nightmare yeah. getting up the stairs and doing it. So if anyone, I've had a, quite a few tips from someone like Peddler or um, there's, the, there's the kind, what's the angry animal advocate guy? If yeah. anyone knows how to prevent this or is it just very common behaviour, let me know because it bloody reeks and it gets matted in. So that's what I've been up to. Um, I've also got a, a quick impression challenge for you, just very quickly. Um, if An you impression challenge? It. Well, what it is, I've been speaking to people around the globe this week and they have uh, been quite literally amazed at my pronunciation of footballers. <laughs> so what I wanted to do is give you six footballers and I wanted you to see if you can name them uh, and how you'd say them in their native tongue. Okay, go on. Won't take long. Right, let me just bring up... I'm going to bring up Football Index because the thing is I can't work out how to give you the name of the player without giving it away. So right. if you bring up the index, price high to low. Okay, hold on. Um, I'm, d- I'm doing this the- as we speak. Right, okay. So let's go price, highest price. Um, oh, Ken, right. What's going on here? Fucking hell, mate. Just let me. Okay, here we are. Highest right, price. Okay. okay, right now. Can you can you tell me how you'd pronounce uh, King of the Index at the moment, number one? Bruno Fernandes. That's actually not bad. It's Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. So that is, that's an eight out of ten. If there are any Portuguese speakers out there. Uh, Trust me, people. I've got a good friend who's Brazilian. I'm going to get him to listen. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes. Okay. Okay. Now, number two, uh, can you give me the pronunciation of number number 12 on the index? Let's go down there. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. No, no, that was poor. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin okay, yeah. De okay, yeah, okay. yeah, all right. I'll so that was one. that was your weakest one so far. Right. Uh oh, where is he? Okay, I don't I can't find him, but the new signing at United that signed from Holland last year in the summer, that's hardly playing. Uh, uh is it Donny von der Bick? That's pretty good actually. Yeah. A V is an F in Dutch. Von. Donny van der Bick. Yeah. So, very good. Uh, the Bayern Munich legend, who's the best central midfielder in the world? I can't find him. Oh, number three on the index. Joshua Kimmich. I think it's Joshua Kimmich. 
Mm, now I need to check mm. that because I forgot that myself. That's mm. genius. Let's let okay people can guess, but okay. Uh, the guy that signed for, the last two, I promise, and then we're gonna Go. get cracking. Uh, last two is the guy that signed for Barcelona last year, who was at Atletico, that never really has fitted in with the blonde hair, French. Uh, God. Antoine. Griezmann, I, 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 like, I just don't that's think shocking that is Antoine Griezmann. No, that's just wrong. I don't think that's, that's right. That's wrong. That's wrong. You do, you, because you do know he's half Spanish, right? Yeah, I don't think that's right. I've just said it, and I'm, I'm quite, right. All right, last one uh, <laughs> is the centre back who's Swedish for United. Victor Lindelof. <laughs> no, no, that's really amateur. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Victor Lindelof. I, don't, I just don't believe you. <laughs> right, listen, 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 listen to this. You're I've just got making them. these up on the no, phone. No, you just. <laughs> I'm not making them up, right? An O in Swedish is like an OE. Victor Lindelöf. That is actually my best right. impression. If you Let speak any you. of the, no, no. If you speak any of these languages, reach out yeah. to me. Or can Amber, I give you the guy? Because I am not having that, some of these. Right? Can I just? I'll play you Victor's. I'm not. Go I'm on. not going to play you anymore. This is Victor's. Ready? Go on. Uh, uh, uh. You've just played. No, you haven't Hang played on. his name. You just... So his name is Victor Lindelof. His name is Antoine Giesman. Anton Giesman. Who the See? fuck is this guy speaking? This is my contact. Uh, sure, this is the next on. one. Hang on. The, re- the reason why it's Giesman is there's a there's a little e. Oh. Bruno Fernandes. There you go. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. There you are. Anyway, I'm going to come off that. So that's my guy that tells me these names. So anyway, All right. Right. Moving on. Well, uh, do you want to explain what we're going to be doing today? Yeah, to, right. Today, uh, three fans of the show have reached out to me and said, Panda, desperate to get on the show, desperate to you know, share our knowledge with people. Um, it's getting a bit stale with you and Fig. So we're bringing on uh, three esteemed guests. We're going to run through six questions um, which are related to the index. Um, I'm going to score them one, two or three points per question. And after three questions, it becomes almost a sudden death. And one will be voted off per round. Um, and then the winner will stay on and do questions at the end with us and win a star prize, um, oh, which I will reveal at the end. Honestly, so what, what, a, what, a, what a prize that is. It's quite a lot to play for here. Um, yeah. And if it's a success, if it goes well, because the thing is people are fed up of me and JS7 and Ethereum. They don't want to hear <laughs> me every week talk about the same things. So let's get them on and introduce them, I think. Okay, brilliant. Well, before I do that, I need to plug the Patreon. If you guys don't know what it is, it is where I offer extra premium content for the fans, people that want to help support me continue creating Football Index content over on patreon.com forward slash FI Guide. Started a new podcast, Mondays with Fig, that goes out every Monday. Shock. About 20, 25 minutes, 15 minutes long. Um, and uh, yeah, just basically a brain dump of my thoughts on the index's ongoings that week. But without further ado, let's introduce the guest. First up, we've got, I believe it's Screech Sensei. How are you doing, mate? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Long-time listener. Yeah, we've been interacting for quite a while. Probably too long. Yeah. Screech, was it you on Twitter uh, with the gin and tonics the other night who was uh, quite leery? Was that you, yeah. Well, you know, a little bit of little bit of banter. I might may or may not have a gin and tonic next to me now, so we'll see how this wow. goes. Oh, Christ. Quite the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and next up, I've got Dwight Schrute. Evening, guys. You all right? Yeah, very well. I can hear you loud and clear, Dwight. Thank you. Excellent. 
brilliant. Dwight's my, Dwight's my favourite, by the way, for this competition. I reached out to Dwight. You've got um, him as your favourite. <laughs> yeah, odds on favourite. One to four. I don't, on, I don't need the extra pressure. I don't. Think, well, you, 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 you just chant. Don't know who you are. Never met you before. Never come across you on Twitter. I'm quite selective who I follow. But I think you were messaging me the other night around. What were you messaging me about? I think we were talking about the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. That's it. And I just was like, "Crikey, he's a smart cookie." So let's get him on. So he's the go. He's the favourite going into tonight. Good the, the guy that's given the points out is a uh, dishing out favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and last but not least, I've got at Cape Wordy. Hello, guys. Evening. Wow, your audio is crystal clear. What microphone have you got there? Uh, it's one of the Jabra kind of... Oh, um, yeah. The work one, really. Got, got oh, it the, cir- the, the cir- circular edition that goes yeah. in the middle of a table. No, 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 no. It's, it's a little standard headphone with the yeah, microphone yeah, yeah. over the thing, but plugged right. in. Terrible it's like battery, a, it's though. Like a, it's like a old school like sales battery, you know, Panda. Like the, the Bluetooth headsets that you'd get in your car. Oh, like the guys that drive around with a cigarette, a smoking yeah. cigarette, and they got the Bluetooth Correct. in the right. That's handy. basically what Cape Wordy is here. There we go. Right. Constantly. What do we call? What do we call you on the? Uh, Pav. You know, it's fine. Pav. Pav. Yeah. So Pav. So we've got Dwight. So we've got Screech, Dwight, and Pav. Right. And you guys are happy with the rules? You know what's going to happen? You know what's coming your way? Hmm. Well, you don't know what's coming your way, but you know, <laughs> don't it's know the, how no, it's coming. No, it, it's, it's a challenge of, of wit, speed of thought, and knowledge around football index and sport. Uh, so first three questions you can see as warm-ups, although I will be scoring them. Um, and then question four, five, six, whoever's in last position, uh, each at the end of each round will be voted off, sadly, um, <laughs> and maybe never to be heard of again. <laughs> Buried I'm under maybe... a highway somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And I'll probably block you on Twitter, which is the worst <laughs> part of it. Uh, so, uh, sorry, this is where that average sense of humour comes in that we get the bad reviews for. But anyway, right. Did you see that? that was... I thought it was quite accurate. But, I thought uh... it was. It was. I didn't even hashtag football index, and it nearly got yeah. 100 likes. So I was mm, quite scared mm, about mm, that. I was mm. like, maybe we are believing our own hype, believing our own humour. And oh, and the last thing we were going to say: the handles of the guests will be on the podcast when it's released. Yes. So go and give them. Go and give them a follow. Yes. Go on. First question All up. Right. Go on, you, you do the questions, aren't you, Big? Uh, rotating. I've got them written down. Let's rotate. I'll go first. So, All right. You can bids, ask anyone. Bid zones. All right. Mm. Football Index have currently got bid zones in place to kind of, I suppose, alleviate downward pressure or stop really low bids, essentially. But this is proving to create uh, a situation where we don't have markets on a few players and uh, people can't bid what they want to bid. So, Screech, first and foremost, what do you think about get bid zones? Keep or get rid? And general thoughts? Well, I think currently we've had like a bit of positivity in the market and things mm. seem a little bit more stable than they have been over the past few months. So I can see the logic in keeping them in currently. Mm. Eventually, though, we'd want to have a free market. so. I can see getting rid of them further down the line, but I think right now we just need to keep the stability for the short term, at least like a couple of months, I'd say. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've made a note, some notes there. Um, any questions, Fig, or over to Dwight? No, I think over to Dwight, unless yeah. uh, Screech wants to add to his very poor answer. Wow. Um, I, I, thought, there, I thought it was good. I've, I, I thought it was all right. I was not like sat on the fence, but I thought I justified it. No, no, no you no. did. 
No, I thought it was decent. I'm joking. Yeah. Just pulling your head. I'm just confusing. trying to get in your head, man. Just trying to play mind games here. <laughs> Why? Bid zones. Um, I think at the minute we need to keep yeah. them. And listening to some of the guests you've had on here, mm. it's just quite obvious we're not fully functioning. We're not all the way back yet. And liquidity still isn't there. Um, I don't know why you would ruin the improvements you've had this year by potentially making it even more volatile. Um, so yeah, I think they need to stay uh, until we know a little bit more about sort of like what the future looks like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, Pav, I guess, bid, bid zones, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Sam Friedman tweets who there's quite a buzzing pool. There seems to be a few characters pushing them like for their removal, but your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the ideal, in the ideal world, we get the stabilizers off and you sort of let people play around with it. But it's kind of as long as I've been on Football Index and particularly since the uh, became like instant sell when it's such a sentiment beast. And currently, as the other guys have said, it's we've had a, a bit of good news, small little improvements. The liquidity isn't there at the moment. We've got the potential ATH changes coming in. I suppose bid zones coming off isn't really not what the uh, I don't think what the platform needs right now. Maybe after the Euros, maybe after we've got a few more months where the product's a bit more stable. But I don't. I think we'll be buying off more than we can chew at the moment. Mm. Panda, have you got any thoughts on this? Um, I tend to agree with them all. Actually, uh, I've scored that uh, two points for Sensei or Screech, uh, three for Dwight, and three for for Pav. Uh, reason being, I just thought uh, Screech had disagreed. When he said two months, I'm thinking more longer term, but who am I to say, actually? It's quite a dictatorship if I'm handing out the points. Because I think they're all, they're all valid arguments, but I, I'm concerned about just completely removing them. There are a few things, right, that they mm. could do that I think are harder decisions than, say, allowing people to bid with their cash balance, right? I think there are things like lowering or removing the VWAP and... Uh, the bid zones, which psychologically and from a UX UI standpoint, respectively, I think are between a rock and a hard place because with bid zones, you are restricting slightly the free market, but you are also restricting massively quick, sharp drops in price. Mm, mm. And then uh, on the other hand, a market maker isn't going to want to bid zones. Someone with big mm. money who is used to trading ex- equities isn't going to want bid zones. They're going to be wanting to take advantage yeah. of the fear in the market. Mm. And then, you know, something like the VWAP being removed, it's the same thing, right? You, you get closer spreads, but it's going to be a lot more volatile. The thing that worries me is um, Sancho won PB on Saturday, I think, and he was flying up and there was a bit of positivity around the index. But I was being watchful to see what's happening with like Harland. And then I had a look what happened with Fatty when there were rumours about his second injury. And there was about 90 shares you could possibly sell in those two players. So the money was, you were cancelling, people were cancelling potentially bids for Harland Fatty and buying Sancho with it. And it reminds me a little bit of moving a cup around, trying to like catch the leak in the roof. Like you move it across to one player and then the leak springs up in another place. And if you've got nothing on Harland, i.e. blank in the pink box, I worry that if you open up those bid zones completely, you're just going to have people undercutting and manipulating again because there's still a lot of fear in the market and there's still quite a lot of manipulation. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's the time personally. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree with the three guests. Mm. Uh, next question. Mm. Oh, any, anything, any comments from you three? Not that you need to. No, pretty, uh, pretty comprehensive as usual. Cool. 
<laughs> Look at that, right? Plus a half, three and a half. <laughs> That's lovely flattery. Uh, right, no, right. This is the next question. Question number two, easing you in. Um, who will win the most dividends on Football Index combined in 2021 in the next 11 months? And we'll go reverse order and mix it up because otherwise you might steal each other's answers. So we'll go with Pav to start that one. So just the most, most, the highest uh, dividends, yes. I would say. Yeah. Um, Well, let's go. Let's go, Bruno Fernandez. Right. Um, primarily because of the, uh, the the triple threat of um, general PB play mm. takes pens for United. Then there's the United and media, and he's a Euros player as well. Mm. Um, obviously, the other the other probably two that I was thinking of would be Kimmich. Well, no, no, no. We can't name two Bruno. names. No, just Brian. one. Yeah, then, then, then definitely Bruno. Then I mean, I can't. I can't even you know, even the game the midweek he had. I'll say. Probably didn't really do too much, but essentially mm. did, went. His big performance was all in garbage mm. time. Yep. Six 0 got the pen, yep. and then managed to get himself a star player. There were there were days where there seems to be nothing that he's done, but he he's second yeah. place on the MBs. Yeah, there's a there's an article about him tweeting to Martial or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good good answer. Good answer. Uh, Dwight, most dividends in your opinion, 2021. Um, this is probably going to sound uh, like the the answer you want to hear, but uh, I would you have to say Sancho because mm. he plays in a league where like, I feel it's easier to probably win PB in that Bundesliga compared to someone in the Prem. Um, so in terms of like the, some of the teams they're going to be coming up against, you're going to get the inevitable transfer saga, which mm. alone over the summer is is going to be what at minimum ten to fifteen media days possibly. Mm. Um, and I just don't see how, if when he does come to United, which it looks like he will, how he doesn't win a lot of media in them first three, four months of the season in this year as well. So mm. I just think it's that that combined threat. Um, and he's a very good footballer as well at the same time. Mm, very strong. Yeah. Oh, what an answer. Brilliant. Genius. Uh, no, sorry, and Screech, so you're in last position on this one, but uh, most dividends in 2021. So to avoid picking anyone that's already been picked, I'll have to yes. pick Joshua Kimmich. Yep. I think Bayern, you know, irresistible in the Bundesliga normally, mm. win it every weekend if possible. Like, they're going to go deep in the Champions League. Euros as well. They have got a pretty tough group, but if they can get the band back together and roll in, they could easily go far if they get out of that group. If you end up beating France or Portugal and qualifying to the next stages, you'd be pretty confident they could go a lot further. Tough group. Yeah. It's a tough group though, isn't it? It is. Good. But you know, <sighs> tournament football, anything can happen. Anything can happen. This is a good answer. Um, yeah. Th- uh, yeah. Do you want scores, Fig, or do you want to answer it yourself? And I've got this at, uh, well, I've got this at uh, Pav with a two, I thought. Dwight with a three, and I gave Screech Sensei a 2.5. Okay. Uh, well, I, well, who, who do you think, Panda? Yeah, well, I'm obviously the, I'm, I'm the final judge, so my scores count. Uh, <laughs> I've given Screech a three out of three, Dwight a three out of three, and Pab a two. Reason being, I liked Dwight when he spoke about the 10 to 15 media days, broke it down a little bit more. And I quite liked uh, Screech coming up with the Euro groups off the top of his head. I mean, Pab's was a good answer, don't get me wrong, but he failed to uh, acknowledge that Sociedad were playing in the next round. And if you don't have to go with the weekend team, he might not have much of a European run to go. So it's splitting hairs, all good answers, but you know, I have to use my judgment as best I can and we can't have all of you going through. So, um, who, so that who was wins that. it for you? 
dividend wise in 2021 oh man this is i've got my answer what's the point of me even answering everyone knows who i'm gonna say i think it'll be Lionel messi yeah um, yeah how many i think i think him and sancho will be one and one and two or at least in the top five if it was PB alone, it would probably be Messi or Kimmich or Bruno. So do, do you but think... Do you it would be Messi, wouldn't it? Of course it would be Messi, I'd imagine. You see the uh, leaked contract thing? Yeah, the half That billion. reeks to me of we can't afford to keep him. Yeah, and, and it's just a bad thing to leak. And they keep talking about him in the PSG press conferences, players, Di Maria mentioning him. So there's a little bit of a gentle tapping up. And that, PSG are a real runner alongside um, City. So, have you yeah, increased your percentage chance of him leaving I've, since yeah, we did, last yes, discussed him? Because yes, I, I have I've, since the contract leak, probably by Yeah, about I did 8%. like that. Yeah, I dropped it by about 10 or 15. I forget where I was in terms of him staying at Barca, but I have dropped it down a touch. Yeah, I don't think I it's was, a very good look. And also, they're not they're struggling. There's so much reliance on him. Mm. Right. Um, okay, next question, Fig, over to you. Right. The next question on this. The next question is discussing, and this is really going to test. This is really vague. This is really going to test your test your football knowledge. I don't know what you're meant to be saying, actually, but anyway. So (laughs) we're going to discuss Liverpool and Brighton here, right? Firstly, we've got a team here who, uh, uh, you know, have been decimated by injuries and not doing particularly well, and then we've got Brighton who have underperformed compared to their kind of underlying stats for so so long, and suddenly in one of their hardest runs of the season, seem to be picking it up. So I just want to get your general thoughts here. And we'll start with Dwight, right, on Liverpool and Brighton as teams respectively and what you have made of them over the past uh, 20 games and where you see them going from for the rest of the Premier League season. Um, so I'll start with Liverpool. I said it to my friends at the beginning of the season... I didn't think they had the best transfer window. I know they signed Jota and I think they've been quite lucky that he's been better than they thought. I know they've had injuries, but I just I can't believe they didn't strengthen the back line still. I know they probably weren't expecting Van Dijk, Gomez, uh, now Matip, all to go down. But if you're relying on Matip and Gomez as your second and third best centre-halves, then I'm not sure that that's, the, that's the, a championship winning team if you do get injuries which they for the first time they've got they've been very lucky the last two years um, so I think that has played a big part because they haven't got the squad that was what Ferguson was always good at at United he always strengthened um, the forwards obviously are not firing as such as well um, and I think they miss those those midfielders that they're now having to play at the back they now have to to they, they lose that position and of those that midfield so I think that's part of the reason why they're struggling. Although the annoying thing about Liverpool is that you can quite easily see them over the span of sort of like five, six fixtures, all of a sudden picking up maximum points again just because something clicks. Um, did you have any questions on that before I go on to Brighton? No, no. please, please continue. No. Um, and then Brighton, I, I just think it's been a tough year for some of these teams in their position where they haven't necessarily been in the position to splash millions and strengthen. They are conscious of sort of like tampering with what kept them up and, and what made them good. I thought they looked good at the beginning of the season, but they just couldn't score. Um, and like you say, they have underperformed, but I've watched them a couple of times randomly this year and they always look like they've got something about them, but they, they just can't really put the ball in the back of the net. And when you haven't really got a striker, it is a struggle in the premiership, well, in any league. Mm. Um, so I think over the last 
after the last couple of weeks when they're, they're picking up these wins, they are starting to just find the net a little bit more, um, creating a few more chances. Um, I don't know. I, I won't lie. I don't know whether or not they've changed formation, but I know they played Ben White in the midfield the other week. And again, it's just mixing things up a little bit. I quite like Ben White and he's just running with the ball, even though he's a centre-half, he was running forward and they just seemed a little bit more attacking. So I, I wouldn't know too much more about Brighton other than that. It was going so well with Liverpool, wasn't it, Panda? Sorry? No, I'm joking. It was going so well with Liverpool. I thought you meant in real life. Yeah, sorry. I was just like making notes to immerse myself. Right, okay. Sorry, yes. Uh, it was going well with Liverpool. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Screech next. Screech, yeah. No, I think there's an opening here. If they can go where I think they need to go. Okay, so Liverpool. Yep. So yeah, as was previously said, they didn't strengthen in the summer, but yep. I think when they were trying to furlough the tea ladies, then that can't really be that surprising. They clearly mm. didn't want to splash too much cash. Um always got the old cliche that it's always hard to retain the title. Mm. I think that the amount of emotion that went into them as a club and as a city to finally win the league, I think it's always going to be really difficult to get back to the levels you were in the previous season before the season's even started. Mm. And then with the injury crisis, it's just, you know, they've been cut to ribbons just like my dear Saints have. So Mm. I think from a performance level, I mean, Salah's two goals that he scored whatever the previous game was to the one they just lost. Those were ridiculous. If he's got the chance to pull them out, they can win a game any week. And I think if you consider that they're probably massively underperforming now, they've got more room to improve to get back to where they were before. So I think they're currently below their like mean performance. But I think, you know, I think they can get back to that. Now, Brighton, on, on mm. the other hand, mm. well, Graham Potter definitely wins the prize for longest head in the Premier League. <laughs> He, uh, they do play. They like like to pass the ball around and that, but they just don't really have any goal scorers. Like <clears throat> bringing in Danny Welbeck and Adam Lallana to try and take you to the next level has not really worked out for them, has it? No. So I think yeah, they have kind of they've won two hard games, but I, I don't know. I'm just not convinced really until they get mm, like a mm, proper striker mm. in. I just don't know what they can do differently than. The struggles they're already facing now. Okay. Pav. Right, yeah, start with uh, Liverpool. Um, I think there was a, a bit of talk at the start of the season based on sort of uh, Klopp teams in the past and how they can often hit the wall and sort of when they hit the wall, the uh, the drop-off can be quite substantial. Uh, when I remember seeing the Dortmund team, I think in 2014 in the final, his final year with them. And they were almost bottom of the table at Christmas. And this kind of the weirdness of the last few years with the kind of lack of a summer break, a lot of forced games, their high tempo, like some of those players in that squad have been basically playing nonstop since about 2018. Um, As I said, the the summer signings probably in hindsight haven't worked out as well. I mean, Panda's favourite player, Thiago, does seem to have changed the... uh, I suppose the uh, the dynamism of where, where they play perhaps. through, yeah. Mm. And um, historically, I mean, with, with the, the sort of the less glamour midfield of uh, Juan Aldum and uh, and Henderson, they sort of would would use the wing back, the, the fullback slightly more. 
seems to be with Thiago is a wonderful passer he is. He's sort of the team needs to shape around him a little bit. I, I, and with with no preseason, it's less of a chance for them to, uh, to to fix the shape with it. I still think they will probably. I still think they'll probably finish second. Um, they seem to struggle a little bit more against the, the the weaker teams who can sit back and they're struggling to break them down. But they looked very good against against West Ham, and I thought they looked pretty decent against, albeit a kind of classically dull Mourinho side. I wouldn't be surprised if they took if they got a result on the weekend. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. he Pep seems <clears throat> to Klopp seems to have decent results against uh, Pep sides, and they seem to raise their game for him. Um, I still think, yeah, I think they'll probably finish second, but it's there. There are there are. It's been a big drop off from from last year, and when when you lose your your three your three big centre backs, it's 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 tough to sort of keep that up. Um, in terms of Brighton, uh, the key change this year has been um, Graham Potter moving from wearing tracksuit bottoms in uh, and uh, and normal and sort of uh, shorts to a uh, um, a much more um, Sartorially smart outfit, really. Like uh, the the uh, sartorial, right? Making a note of this. Check. Um, <laughs> I I I I do like the fact that Brighton have decided to stick with the, the kind of style of play. It's kind mm, of a brave mm. decision, and mm. it's nice to see things like that getting rewarded. Um, like the guy said, the the issue is up top. I think Danny Welbeck sort of exemplifies uh, the type of team that Brighton are very mm. good. At everything apart mm. from scoring, and when mm. you give Adam Lallana a three-year contract in the summer, it's not—it's probably not the wisest call. Um, but they—they're they're a fun team to watch. Tarek Lamptey's an exciting yeah. right back. Um, I, I, no, I'm gonna—I'm gonna interrupt there because my thinking is, Fig, that all of you actually showed extreme knowledge, but we probably should have tailored the question more to be around the index. So in terms of splitting it, and we're learning because it's the the inaugural, it's the first around the horn episode. uh, Who is the best buy in those three clubs? And I'm going to go in back reverse order, Pab. Who is the best buy, do you think, value-wise, between Brighton and Liverpool? Uh, your head. Yeah, for for me, it's probably the player I hold the most of anyway, uh, at the current price trend. And why? Uh, uh, his historic play in terms of what the, the PB numbers he gets are exceptionally high, regardless of a kind of okay. poorish start to the season. His age is his age is, is there. He's going to play for England for years. Yep. Takes free kicks. He's got one fine. thing, and then he's pretty marketable as well. So okay, um, fine. Screech. Yeah, it's got to be Trent Salah and Mane. No Euros, so not yep. interested in them. And, you know, while the Matrix is set up is the way it is, where it's basically Trent Alexander-Arnold's okay. inaccurate crosses index, then, yeah. Okay, Dwight, best buy between the two clubs? Best value? Just to be different, I'd probably say, I'd probably just say Diego Jota now. Just mm. just to be different, I think he obviously goes to Euros. He's a striker, he's under £2. He can quite easily score a couple goals in a game. Mm. Mm. Works his ass off. As, oh, sorry, am I allowed to say ass? But you are. Work, yeah. Works his ass off. And, uh, yeah, I'm... I would say him just to be different, okay. but obviously Trent, you can't really go wrong at that price. This is really tricky. This scoring, right? This isn't just any more thoughts, Fig. Sorry, no, I've I've got them really tight over these first I, three I, rounds. I, have. To be fair. I, I, Honestly, I, I, I think there's a point between all all three of them. I, I've actually got them all seven, seven, seven. Wow! Just for the fun of it, there, I went two for Screech, one for Dwight, one two for Pav. 
Uh, <laughs> reason being, I couldn't give any of the three because it wasn't closely linked to the index enough, which is actually my fault, but I can't blame the quiz master. Uh, and uh, I like the furloughing of the tea lady link. Uh, one, sudden, one sudden death little question here uh, for the three of you. Uh, we'll go Screech, Dwight, Pav, one word. Can and Bap- Will and Bappe come to Liverpool this summer? No. Screech. No. Dwight. No. Pav. No. Right, that's correct. So I can't split them there either. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the first three rounds done. That's seven points each, right? Brilliant. And from this point on, sadly, we're going to lose one per round. That's going to be so sad. To and it's goodbye. really sad because they've all been very good under Brentford. Yeah. I thought we were going to have like a bozo on the line. And it was yeah, I thought like... we were going to have loads of mumbling, loads of ums yeah, and ahs. No, Who, these, who's these that? Back. What's that? Right. Whose question is it? My question, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So... Uh, I'm going to give you three footballers um, and I want to know um, who is the best buy on football index and just a couple of sentences on why. So we're going to move a little bit quicker through the questions now. Uh, and it's the justification and the belief in the answer that I'll be looking for. So um, I think that's right, isn't it, Fig? That's what we're going for. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> Screech, over to you. Right. Jack Grealish, Harvey Barnes or James Madison? One. I think I'm going to have to go Harvey Barnes. So I would say um, Madison's performed well and Grealish is obviously, you know, a bit of a media superstar. But I just think Jack Grealish is hated by Gareth Southgate, so I don't know how well he's going to do. And Harvey Barnes has been chipping away. He's not been, like, spectacular, but he's putting in, like, seven and eights pretty much most weeks and scoring goals. So I think he's been a bit underrated this season. And I think he's probably got more room to improve than the levels that some of the other two have got to so far. So your answer is Harvey Barnes? Yes. Okay. Dwight? Um, for me, Grealish. Uh, he is the focal point of that Villa attack. I think he actually ends up starting for England at the Euros. Um, and I think if Villa don't get into Europe, which I don't think they will, um, if they don't get into Europe, I think he goes to someone who is because I think he'll want to play. What is he, 25? He'll want to play in Europe next year. He doesn't want to sit around and play mid-table football and that transfer sparks a lot of media buzz and attention mm, mm. and I think he'll probably deliver as well. Okay. And Pav, uh, Grealish, Barnes or Madison for you? Uh, for me, it's not even close. It's Jack Grealish. Um, mm, he's mm. a wonderful player to watch um, and he, his key passes, I think, and across Europe, I think he might, according to various metrics, he's, I think he's number one above slightly more kind of famous famous players. I, I, I think he will get a big move. He would fit at United really well, but I think, he, I think he's probably going to get a move to a, to a bigger club quickly. And mm. regardless of whether Southgate likes him, if he doesn't pick him for the summer in England, don't win a tournament. I can't see Southgate staying much longer. And if, if he's not being played and he does play I think he'll be brilliant I think he's just a fantastic player to watch oh. Panda am I back sorry back. Uh, <laughs> I, was just, um, I was just actually trying to practice some music uh, fabulous answers um, this is really hard for me because <sighs> Madison was going to be the easy vote out um, because I think the underlying numbers have not been very good uh, and the output has kind of flattered him. I also don't think after the casino, he's very close to the England team. Um, so that was going to be the easy vote. No one fell into that trap. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to say 
sadly, on this occasion, um, with a score of two versus three and three in that round. So he leaves us with nine points and the other two are on ten. Uh, it's goodbye to Screech Sensei. And uh, it's only because I think Grealish is a far, far superior footballer at the moment, has a chance at the European move uh, and is, is dominant at Villa. Harvey Barnes can get there, but just a smidgen below for me, although he's got a better age. So I'm sorry, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. I'm the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Screech, thank you so much ex. for being part of it. You're welcome. I'll collect my extra point when he doesn't get a transfer and still at Villa in three years. Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you will come back, Screech. Well done. Cheerio. Where can Good people guys. find out more about you, Screech? Uh, so I'm on Twitter. I don't really post that much. I'm more like of a commenter under other people's stuff, but you can find me <laughs> at Original Screech. Brilliant. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks, guys. Good luck to the other two contestants. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mate. Cheers. Bye. So close. Right. So close. Yeah, so far. And you, you two, you're in touching distance of what is a, an absolutely... Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Rise. It's t- 10 points each. So it's uh, all to play for going into question number five. And it's so question number five is, and this is, this is, this is going to be hard, who do you guys think is the best value on the index? And this is harder because these guys are super young. Pedri of Barcelona, recently turned 18. Wurtz at Bayern Leverkusen, who's still 17. And Yusuf... For Makoko over at Dortmund. We'll go with Dwight first here. Pav, sorry, Pav first. Pav first, sorry. Pav gets first dib, sorry, because it went sent. Yeah, Pav's there first. So, um, this is really testing your football knowledge, you know. I think I'm probably, yeah, I'd probably go Makoku just because of where he is. Dortmund historically are very good at putting through their young players because basically that's what their their kind of business model is. It's buy them young, find, uh, give them a, a shot window, uh, pair them up with other young talents. Uh, you've seen Bellingham play quite a lot, and I think I'm pretty shocked by that at the age of 17. And Koku will probably similarly um, do something similar. Um, Pedri... While I've not seen a huge amount of play, the Barcelona situation at the moment is slightly weird. Like you've got a team that's been, a club that's been poorly run for uh, the last ten years. What are the, what does the team look like after Messi, or does Messi stay? Does Messi leaving help them? A lot. Of, is there the ideology and the sort of uh, the um, The sort of La Masia spirit does that still exist within for for the young players to sort of come through? I'm trying to think of the last good Barcelona youth product that sort of made it to the uh, the top level was. I mean, it might be because uh, all the other ones seem to have kind of like they burst on the scene and then kind of le- left at some point. Um, so I I I feel there's probably I'd, I'd be more I'd be more hopeful of of, of a Dortmund player. Mm. Sort of, uh, so you for Mc- okay. So even though being younger, there's slightly more of a, a risk because there's, there's more time in between. But I'd probably go okay. Makoku. Okay. Uh, over to Dwight. Um, you said who was the best value for money on index? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for me, it's Vert, um, and I don't think it's close. I think he's already he's he's seventeen. He's already won um, PB as well since he's been on the index. Um, I think he's just played over 20 games. He's got like six goals, six assists. His stats are 
already being compared to what Havertz was like when he came through at Leverkusen. Um, and they play him. They play him in the big games. He scored a winning goal against Dortmund, I think, the other week. Um, in that game, uh, he's a fantastic footballer and he gets on the ball a lot. Whereas mm. I feel like Makoku, mate, he might, obviously I haven't seen him play much, but he's not going to start as much with Haaland at the focal point of the attack. Um, and it might be that he's actually suffers a little bit like Haaland with some PB scores where he'll score, but he might not touch mm. the ball too much. Um, and with Pedri, again, lovely footballer, but he's already competing with De Jong, Messi, some of the other players in Barca to get on that ball. So for me, it's Florian Wurtz. Mm. Wurtz, sorry. Yep. Uh, Fig, before, sco- point with pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> before I score these, Fig, are we, I just realised we probably need to do the next question anyway, don't we? The heads-to-heads over two questions. Yeah. Because yeah, we've, we've got, got one left, you see, so yeah. I can't vote one off. So I can give the scores and then we go into the final question. Yeah, I have to say, Verts reminds me quite a bit of Kimmich. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I've scored that um, a three for Dwight and a two for Pav. Wow. Going into Pav the final question. Pav to play for, mate. Need yeah. to be strong. Um, yeah, I thought... But I, it's a tricky one. I just think Makoko looks so raw and he hasn't won PB yet. And again, it's... You're relying on a touch on a matrix change potentially because even if he comes in, in as dominant as Haaland, it's not as if he is a monster for PB. Mm. So I think I had to give it to Verts there. Um, so, uh, okay. So this is the final question then. Pav's a bit behind. Um, this, is, uh, this is non-football related. Um, I want to know uh, who is going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday and why? And I will go to uh, Dwight first. Um. Before the season, I actually bet on the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'd be a, a poor man to not back back more pick at the beginning of the season. Um, I do think it's going to be very close, and I know you shouldn't bet against Brady in the Super Bowl, but the connection of Mahomes to Kelsey and Mahomes to Tyreek Hill is is almost unguardable as you can get in the NFL. Um, and I know that I think one of their defensive tackles a doubt for the game, but I just can't see him not scoring enough mm. um, so I, whilst it's going to be close obviously it's, I think it's only about three and a half the spread isn't it but I, I, I'm I, going with the Chiefs um, okay the I Chiefs don't want to bet against Mahomes okay uh, Pav so um, similar to Dwight uh, I I would go the Chiefs uh, for, the, for the main two well the two reasons of yeah, Hill and Kelsey are yeah, they are unguardable. The big issue, which Dwight has mentioned, is they've lost um, they've lost Eric Fisher, the left tackle, their tackle in the last game, and they've already lost uh, their other um, like Mitchell Schwartz. Their, I think their mm. other tackle at the start of the season. So they've been dealing with a sort of depleted offensive line for a while, but dealing all right. How they react to this will be interesting. Last week, or in the in the conference rounds. Um, the Packers really struggled without uh, their main tackle, who, who who got injured as well, and and they were David really Bak- David yeah, Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, and they really mm-hmm. struggled up the middle against them. Mm-hmm. The one flip side on that oh. is Mahomes, his QBR under pressure, I think, is like forty eight, and uh, the the league average is twenty five, twenty six. So he's someone where you pressure him, and he kind of almost gets better. Um, and it's hard. 
there's nothing so more scary in the world, and there's nothing more scary, I think, in, in betting at the moment than betting against Patrick Mahomes mm. with mm. those those weapons and Andy Reid. Oh, sugar. So you're going Chiefs as well. I'd go Chiefs, but I'd be I, I wouldn't want to put money because it's this, <sighs> this this Bucks team is actually loaded, and Brady, while is making mistakes, is is throwing deep it, again, which I didn't think he had in him. This He's, is no no fair. I'm going to cut you off because I'm only conscious of time. Okay. Yeah. I scored Dwight a two and it was going to be an unbreachable gap. But after that answer, Dwight's a one and Pavio are a three. Which means, and I'm not just doing it because it's the first show, you're tied at 17 apiece and we've got to go into a tiebreaker. <laughs> the key to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, <clears throat> and uh, I'm not God, but anyway, I just give my opinion anyway, is the Chiefs O-line versus the Bucks D-line, or I guess against the, the Bucks front seven uh, with the two linebackers, uh, David and Devin White. And you're absolutely right. The, the holes on the Chiefs offensive line will probably dictate how the Super Bowl pans out. So they were the key, that was the key to me to get into the answer. But both were very accurate and I'm surprised you both acknowledge on the NFL and um, very enjoyable. I'm, uh, I'm getting splinters. I don't know where to put the money yet. I'll probably just try out and trade it in play. I'm just still too scared of Brady in the Super Bowl. So anyway, that's, that's not what the listeners want to hear. It is three to one in that round. So 17 each fig. So that means we need a, uh, now, deciding question. We need a sudden death. And I didn't want it to be sudden death because I hate that on shows and I think it's always scripted. But genuinely, unless I'd have heard Eric Fisher mentioned and a QBR rating, it would have been Dwight all the way. We so, just need uh, a, a, a question that has a one-line answer. Um, i tell you what we'll do. I've got an idea here. Oh, unless you've got a better one, thing. I don't have a better idea. Right. I want to know who the best January Premier League signing is. Wow. Of all time. And sudden death, we're going to go to Pav first. Uh, and I need it quick so Dwight can't Google it. Luis Suarez. Okay, Dwight. Uh, Vidic. Big so it's you. Who's, the be- who's better at those two? Oh, mate. <laughs> T- titles alone, I think, outweighs it. Bloody hell, that is a, that is a really tough one. I actually think uh, Vidic wasn't that good. What? Okay. So you're going for Suarez. I am. I probably go for Suarez. Like I think if you look back at Vidic in a lot of those big games, he he did have a, he did have the tendency to get absolutely ripped. But then Luis Suarez, I think stat padded that uh, 2013-14 season. How long did they both play in the Premier League for? Fidditch played 300 games for the club, captain in the side and winning five Premier Leagues. I've got to overrule. Suarez was the better footballer. Vidic was the better signing. I'm afraid Dwight's through to the final. Dwight, Dwight wins. Congratulations, mate. Thanks, guys. Absolutely sensational. Brain of a young mogul or, uh, I guess, what, <laughs> I'm, uh, he's like a young panda. Uh, <laughs> Pav, we're ever so sorry. Uh, you are the weakest link in there. Goodbye. But it's been a pleasure. Do you, actually, I'm probably happy with that. I absolutely despise Luis Suarez and I would have felt really dirty if I'd got that win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a United fan, so as I was seeing, I was like, do I really oh, want uh, oh, Vidic over Suarez? I can't over really Vidic. believe you didn't say like Bruno Fernandes. It's, well, only, it's only been one year, right? I mean, it, it has, has been but a little bit. That was going to be the elephant trap to fall into. Yeah. I think, when Bruno. you when you said that question, Panda, I was thinking yeah. instant impact because Luis Suarez didn't really yeah. have instant impact. I, 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 I think it would have been really well. interesting if one of them would have gone for Van Dyke. 
Mm. Because obviously he led Liverpool to their first title in 30 odd years. You've got Matic there, Coutinho, uh, Seamus Coleman, Patrice Evra, Kim Calstrom, um, Yang. So, get yeah, Cal, Kim Calstrom. But anyway, <laughs> we've got to get one off and we've got to move on to the questions. Pav, thank you so much, mate. Where can people find out more about you? <laughs> to be honest, I think you can find me on Kate Wordy on Twitter, but I barely tweet, so it's not really worth it, to be honest. I might start, you know posting a bit more kind of replying to some of the uh the wonderful content that you both produce but uh we yeah. don't both produce content it's i i produce it, <laughs> <laughs> <a> part of it. <laughs> oh, thank brilliant. you so much Pav. Cheers, guys we'll it. speak soon Pav, again i'm sure Cheers. goodbye Cheers. dwight yeah. congratulations how does this feel <laughs> I'm buzzing. There's been a lot of fist pumps going on quietly behind. Is the, it? Uh, behind oh. Big moment. Big moment. It big is. Moment it is. Dwight. I mean, uh, I have to say, Dwight, I really love the conviction in all your answers. Uh, yeah, but consistently. I, I, I was not happy with my Brighton answer. I won't lie. Mm. I wasn't one, happy with uh, it either, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. It didn't really go anywhere. That was your answer. I scored your one on that because it all felt a bit cliched. Um, oh. But you know, you can listen to it back later with the fam. Have you got a family there with you? Uh, no, I've, I've got another half. Uh, she's uh, she's not going to want to listen to it, I won't lie. Oh, <laughs> you're not going to listen to it in bed tonight? Did you tell her what no, you were doing this evening? I did, yeah. What did uh, she say? To be honest, um, she she was surprised that I was that involved in Football Index, I think. But, uh, <laughs> does, she, does she know your bank balance? Uh, yeah, she knows She knows I'm on it. Um, oh, okay. I, I did tell her. To, the, uh, the most excitement I got was from my mates and the WhatsApp group. They've been excited all day for me, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, they couldn't have gone better and... You know, you've opened up this now, this channel and this contact to, to someone like me who <laughs> doesn't reply to DMs and it's a prize worth its weight in gold or weight it's worth in Bitcoin, depending on whether you're an old or a new investor. So um, <laughs> let's let's move ahead then with the questions, Fig. Yeah, right. I've got one here from FI Run Fat Boy Run on I guess Twitter. Dwight has got the honour of answering these. These are pretty rapid fire, Dwight, as you may know from listening before. And That's we'll fine. I, I don't mind next- being quick. 10, 15, 10 minutes or so figure oh, maybe 15 if we can um, a bit of a fun bit of fun this week you each mm. have 30 seconds to defend one of these statements even if you don't agree the person the other person can't interrupt right okay so we'll do one each right I'm going to say the first this really, one this isn't for Dwight is it probably probably okay. not probably okay. not right, fine. Liverpool can still win the league if they beat City on Sunday hang on who what defend, oh, defend, you have to defend that that Defend that statement for thirty seconds. Right, hang on. Can I just bring up the Premier League table and then I'll get cracking? Bloody hell! You just oh, said you wanted to, know... to be quick, quick fire. Sorry, you made it. Yeah, go listen, on, you. you go no, on, no, Dwight. Dwight. Go on. No, no. Who's doing this? Dwight, Dwight is doing it. Dwight's go on, doing Dwight. It. Then you want me to say so? Liverpool can win the league. They're quite <laughs> capable. They're quite capable of reeling off nine, ten wins in a row. They've got the firepower to do it, um, and. It's, it's not in question whether or not they can score enough goals. It's just a case of if they can stop leaking them. Mm. Panda, Thomas Tuchel will not succeed at Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea's a bit of a revolving door for managers. Um, they, you don't get a lot of stability there. The pressure's already being ramped on him from Jose today saying it's easy at Chelsea to win titles, but that was in a different day and age. And now he's coming up against Klopp and, um, and, uh, Klopp and uh, Pep who for my money are the best two coaches, managers in the world, a resurgent United team who are going to get Sancho. So I think there's three clubs there that are in better shape. I think the signings may turn out to be duds and that's very hard to overcome. Um, so he just won't have long enough time to, to get his style of play and implement his own identity on the team. So they'll move on before that happens, which is why he'll fail. Wow, that's pretty good. Cheers, mate. Your turn. 
Oh, my question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. This is to Dwight. Uh, should we be encouraging unlisting to get prices up, given that walls above current prices will become thicker when FI start minting below all-time high? That's from PMK. I don't really get that. Bloody hell, it's a bit confusing for my debut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy doing um, this live. No, I know. I can tell. Um, I mean, I would say... No, because I think you, you can't control what people should be doing. I think if people want to list for a price, then mm, mm. they probably should be able to. I think that's probably not the biggest issue in it. If there was probably more liquidity in the market, then people wouldn't be able to set ridiculously low prices. So, do you, see, do you see a lot of market manipulation going on, Dwight? Like, do you think that's going on behind the scenes, or is it just like legitimate trading? Um, I am at bit of a novice to, to to all of it but everything i've sort of like mm. learned from you guys and some of the other guests and what mm. i've read it, it seems like it is because i can't see why people would want to sell some of these players at this price with their potential yield and mm. and mm. return so mm. it uh, for me it's it's got to be yeah think encourage unlisting to get prices up this is from uh, our mate pmk yeah i mean I didn't really get the question, to be honest. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You want okay. players to be as as close to all time as possible before the twentieth. But oh. I think I think for me, clarity needs to come around what happens on the twentieth first. Yeah, I think that's pretty important, and I think if I need to do that, I mean, look, unlisting is going to lead to higher prices. There's no doubt about that. But mm. it is very much the prisoner's dilemma, right? Like it's kind of like. Uh, kind of like GameStop when everyone's like hold someone is going to sell right and, and it only takes one to start that trigger move in an unlimited market each other. as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough I've got one here from FIT69 from the Fig Discord yes Third question as you get older you learn little things that enhance your life example drying your feet with a hairdryer saves your back and restricts athletes for Correct. A cheese slice for butter gets the right thickness and coverage. An electric bank blanket turned on just before bed. Can you share something that you have learned or mm. do that enhance your life? So, Panda, let's go for you first. Uh, yeah, this is all I keep, when it, all I can keep thinking about is what I told people weeks ago, and I've got so many great comments about that around how pe- less, uh, people are less itchy. And that was obviously not making the bed when you first wake up in the morning because don't trap the moisture, don't let the don't let the bed mites like breathe. Go and have a shower, then come back and make it. So you want to dehydrate them. Uh, so that would probably be it for me. I can't think of any others on the top of my head. Dwight. Dwight. Uh, Jesus, this is hard, isn't it? Um, this is this is I, where we really this is where this is the money maker. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, I would say because I've actually had a bad back. Um, if you hurt the lower part of your back, right, what works really well is if you get a golf ball and you massage it into one of your butt cheeks. And that sounds weird, but the dimples in the golf ball help um, massage uh, the body. It's- Right, that is incredible. I might get my missus to do it so, tonight. What's actually also good for that is a lacrosse ball. What, for, rubbing uh, it into the butt cheek as well? Or butt, butt cheek. Uh, gluteus maximus would have been yeah, there. Yeah, gluteus maximus, yeah. top of your quad, uh, all really good. Right. For me, it's if you're a big fan of pita bread, right? Yep, yep. Actually toast it in the oven rather than the toaster. Toast it in the oven. Right, it gets that you, you can get it to the perfect level of heat yeah. but not too much crunch. Which is super important when you're when you're working with pita bread. Mm. Okay, mm. your question. Okay, uh, right. This is from 
jar fi over to you fig first and dwight uh, do you think we're only one bad announcement away from a huge market crash or do you believe the market has developed some resilience and then he says random fact koalas have almost identical fingerprints to humans which is uh <laughs> not sad about that, sensational, fair, fair isn't it? Uh, but yeah do, do you think that uh we're one announcement away and brittle from a crash depends what the announcement is obviously no shit Sherlock no but like that's not the that's not the question that is the question isn't Are it we, yeah well okay so the answer is yes you could yeah the answer is the yes if it's a shit announcement then we could if, right, if okay. FI came out and said we were removing dividends we'd obviously crash wouldn't we well some I mean I, yeah I guess yeah, what do you mean yeah you guess I don't know if people what do you mean wanna... you don't know I don't know if people just want to play this because they don't, love the don't, game don't be stupid alright be I'm serious. not being stupid I'm being deadly serious football index reduce... could be listening to this I mean, it would go to zero, to be fair. <laughs> I think if they reduced it, it it'd go bust. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, do I, if, are, we, are we one bad announcement away from a market crash? <laughs> I mean, I would say no, but... Ah, I, and how comes? Because I think last year showed we could probably afford a couple of bad announcements. Oh, um, really? You've got a couple more in your dear, Dwight? Because I don't. I don't. Dwight seems like really resilient and full of beans. Dwight... I think nothing's phasing this guy. Dwight, Dwight's got a strong chin, doesn't he? How long have no, you, you just, have? You got. Yeah. I just think like one bad announcement. I just don't think changes a lot of people's views because we went through so much shit last year. Mm. And people still stuck around, so I just don't think it's one announcement. I think it would obviously still have to be a couple more. Yeah. I think it depends on the announcement, right? If if FI came out and reduced dividends, I think I think that would be terrible. I think that, I think we've we've joked about it a lot, Panda, but um, you know that would obviously be fatal. Um, if they announced that liquidity providers were probably never going to come on board, probably wouldn't be good. There are a few things I can think of, but like I think I think they've got the they've de- they've delivered more in five weeks than they have in the previous five months before that. So I'm hoping that they can continue the momentum by just like mm, mm. Uh, I, 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 iterating I, I, really slowly. Did I, I don't know if I said this last on last week's episode, but I left a voice note for, uh, for a mate of ours, an uh, old man, and I think I said yep. to him, "The market is still quite brittle, but mm. I, I, I do think we're going to have ups and downs. But I, I think the downs will become less drastic, if that makes sense. So whereas before, maybe I don't know, Sancho was going at three seventy three eighty. Maybe if we have another market crash, it might be five pounds. It settles at. So I think people become more resilient over time. Um, but anyway, uh, James Bracken, this is. I think it's my question. Oh shoot, it's not mine, but I'll just jump ahead. Uh, Dwight, who is the best under eighteen hold in your opinion? So, who's got the most promising career ahead of him on the index? Uh, I answered it earlier. I'd say it's still Verts. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Uh, James Bracken says, and why is it Harvey Elliott? He's been quite cheeky there. Wow. So, uh, Fig, is it Harvey Elliott or is it someone else under eighteen? I don't think it's Harvey Elliott. I think at the moment uh, it's very difficult to look past Verts and Makoko. Um, I think those two are probably the standouts considering yeah, their yeah. age. I, I think I mean, Cherky is there, of course, as well. Cherky, yeah, I think it's Harvey Elliott. Myself. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, right, your question. What is okay? Old man FI says, "Sorry, late today, as I've had a relentless day in work. What do you think? Where, where do you think West Ham will finish this season? Will it be above Arsenal?" Um. So West Ham are thirty-eight points versus Arsenal's 37 points in it which is quite a chunky gap with 16 games to go I don't know if they've got to play each other again I assume they have but I don't know whether it's home or away um that point gap might just be enough to keep their nose ahead in the race Mm. 
I think West Ham have got some. I think if it was less than, if it's four or five, maybe doable. But I think that's a lot of points. I think um, I think they'll come above us. Yeah, I, I do buy a nose here. Uh, they d- nose. they don't have Europe to contend with. They've, they've no, actually got quite great, a deep squad. They d- I think Lingard has got a hell of a lot of great motivation, time. and he's not a Manchester United player, and he got a bit of stick there. But he could be very good for a club like West Ham. It reminds me a little bit when we speak about the signings for Villa. Maybe. Um, oh, what's his name on the right? Bertrand Traore. Yeah. Uh, Barkley. Maybe they're not top four players in the league. But a club like Villa, you can get the, the, the pieces to fit. They're all the right level of skill. Really. The sum of all the parts becomes greater than the individuals. And I think Lingard can have that. If know, Antonio gets a big injury, that's the only thing I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, if okay, you look so- at the depth that they've got... Mm. Um, They've got Kufal and Fredericks. They've got Cresswell and they've got Maswaku. They've got quite a few good centre-backs there. Um, mm. You know, they've got Lingard, Fornals, Lanzini, uh, Ben Rama, quite a few attacking flair players. Yeah, uh, Jared Bowen as well. So they've got quite um, a few players there. And Moyes has been around the block, isn't he? Yeah, he knows, the league he knows what he's doing. Um, you, Dwight, very quick from you. Arsenal, West Ham, who's finishing higher? Uh, probably say West Ham, like you Who say. Who do you support, Dwight? I actually don't support anyone. What? Um, I mm-hmm. know. Oh, well, I, I used to support United when I was younger, like most people from Essex, and um, I uh, stopped sort of like supporting them towards the end of Ferguson's run, and I didn't care about the last two titles, so I just don't consider myself a fan. You know a lot about it, though. Where do you uh, where do where do you originate from in Essex, or like, not? Don't don't give the exact locations, but like you know, uh, near Colchester way. Oh right, yeah, down the old A12. Yeah. Yes, I was at the always oh, A one two seven. Colchester. Uh, A12, A12, yeah. So, um, and then at the same time, I'm I'm big into the NBA, so I uh, started putting a lot of my time into that rather than football. To be fair, since who do you follow in the NBA? Uh, Cavs are my team because they're the first team I got to see live. Oh, wow. Mm. Do you stay up late to watch it or not? Uh, Yeah, I do. Not all the time. Sunday nights are the best night because the game's long on about like half eight a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, That point guard's doing really well, isn't he? What's his name again? Uh, Colin Sexton. Sexton, Sexton. yeah, he looks good. Yeah, good. It's nice to see him come good. But yeah, no, big fan of that as well. Mm. Cool. Um, All right. I've got a quick fire Ram question here. Okay, Actually, let's tell see. you what, Ben Q with the with the tick. Go on. Right, he says, does Panda not support a team? Never mm. known anyone so engaged in football who does not have their own team. And I people suppose I'm, I'm about... outside two people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a message. I mean, look, I sold my soul to the devil when I started sports betting. Um, <laughs> so once I started betting against my childhood team and won money on it, sadly you sell out and you you lose it it's it's a good advice never ever bet against your own team because once that magic goes and you start seeing financial gains as more important you do lose the magic for it and it, and it takes the shine off so um yeah that's that's the reason behind it um in my the only team i actually genuinely support in the nfl is probably the patriots but every other sport i'll just follow the money not even patriotic to be honest well i know i am but I will bet against my team, like England cricket team, if I think there's money to be made on the opposition. Um, right, Ram, is it you going to read these out for us? On oh, you, you do them. Okay, then I'll let you two answer this. Well, I'll chip in at the end. Fucking hell, right. this uh, is tough. Fig then Dwight will go on each one of these and then me. Oh my God, there's so many. Okay, I'll have to go really quick. Right, who earns more career dividends on Football Index back in the day, Cantona or Gascoigne? Gaza. Gaza. Uh, yeah, Gaza. Gaza, isn't it, I suppose, with the uh, MB. Uh, better finisher at peak, Fig first, Fowler or Owen? Mm. That's a tough one, that. Owen. Fowler. Fowler. 
I think Dwight's shown you up there. And this is for you, Fig, this gap in your knowledge, no, which don't know. you don't seem to have any knowledge b- behind 2002. Uh, right. <laughs> Better keep a batsman in their prime. This is fun for Fig. Kumar Sangakar or MS Dhoni? I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> okay. So it'd be very what? hard for me to say one or the other. Dwight? I'm, I'm the same, I'm afraid. Sorry. Good man. Good man. Uh, the answer is... Hang on. Pavs just sent a message. What's he sent? He said sang- That's both, disgusting. They're both still here. Yeah, they are still here, just on mute. They didn't... I thought they were literally going. <laughs> uh, brilliant answer from Pav. It is Kumar Sangakara. Yeah, MSD I loved for... Um, oh, no. The Chennai Super Kings. I'm big into the IPL, and I loved his helicopter shot. I loved how he finished white ball cricket, but Kumar is far, by far a better batsman. Um, right, sorry about that. David Beckham. Underrated or overrated? I'm going to say underrated because I actually think he worked really, really hard. Like off the ball, I thought he was a really, really good player. <sighs> this is a really tough one for me. What's the answer to what? I would say slightly overrated. Only because I feel like he finished his career at his prime a little bit too early. Mm. What, before Madrid, you mean? Or? Like, I, th- I feel like he went to America far too early. How old was he when he went to America? don't know, but he came back and played for PSG, played for Milan, he played yeah, in America right. for a few seasons, yeah, and I just yeah. think... Yeah, a bit of a sellout, to be fair. I can see why, I can see the appeal, but yeah, I just yeah, but do, think do he players have that many... Like, apart from Messi and Ronaldo, how many players actually have that many good years? They either, they either start really young and then teeter off like a Wayne Rooney, right? Or they kind of grow into a team at like 23, 24, and then kind of develop towards and, and play till they're like 32 33 at a high level i just he I showed he could come back and play at milan and psg i don't think he was good at, he i don't think he was good at those teams he's quite good at milan i thought wasn't he i can't really remember to be fair but well, i don't know I, I don't i don't i actually think if there was the option i wouldn't say either i think he's kind of fairly rated like properly rated yeah i think coaches if you ask like pro coaches about him they'll rate him very highly mm. Panda? uh uh i I think par, which is sitting on the fence. Um, Oasis or Blur? Oasis. Oasis. Oasis, clean sweep. We'll, we'll, we'll all go to see them, the three of us now. We've, we've bonded over this and uh, we've won. <laughs> we don't have to get back together. Uh, would you rather have a 10% chance of winning 1 million or 50% chance of 200,000? Come on, Fig. I'll throw you off. 10% chance of winning a million. What is it, Dwight? What's the answer? Yeah, give me the meal. 50% chance, 10% chance of a meal? Yeah, Isn't the maths behind this the same, though? It is the so same. It you multiply same. 10% by a million, gives you 100,000 expected, and you give 50% multiplied by 200,000, it's the same. It's the same. So I'd have to just, yeah, it's the same. So it's a trick question. So it is trick, but like, as in, which, which one would you rather do, though? Uh, with me and the ability for money to turn into extra money with my cannabis stocks and just because I'm next generation I'd take the 100k <laughs> uh, does Ansu Fati have a spell as king of the index in the next three years Fig no Thought? no no not a chance um, and then Ram's career conundrum uh, I'm not going to read these I will read them out for the listeners if they want to get a pen and paper ready um, it's Dynamo Kiev to Shakhtar Donetsk to Manchester United to Everton to Fiorentina to Rangers, to City on loan, to Southampton, to Al Halal, to Saturn Moscow Oblast, and then to Krilia uh, Sovetov, and then retired in 2006. 
Who is it, Fig? Or both, open to both of you. Who the I hell is that? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'm going to go. I've just searched someone who I think it is. But I, I think, think it could be Gabriel Batashuta. <sighs> I've got no idea. No, of course it's, it's not. It's definitely not I was the person. Say. It's of course definitely... it's not Fig. It's sometimes <laughs> I throw these arms in, Dwight. Just show up my co-host and just prove to the listeners. No, sorry, I was reading as, as to whether or not it could be Thomas Kuchel. You, you thought Batista so, so played at Rangers City United. And I was I was looking at whether or not Thomas Kuchel would fit into this, and he didn't. All right, all right. so just leave okay. me alone. Okay, who is it, Dwight? I've got no idea. Did you say United then Everton? Uh, yeah, I I think uh, Brothers, who wants to come on soon. He's. I've just seen a tweet from him, which is, I think, the answer. Is it Andre Kanchelskis? I think it is. It probably well, is if yeah. Ian's saying that. He's definitely been at Rangers, Fiorentina, Everton United. I'm going to just verify with Google. Yeah, just verify that, please, the listeners. Um, don't know. Can't find it on Google. No, can't find Andre. You don't have to spell it, do you? Can we make them slightly easier, please, if I run? Just for I think things. it's stupid, to be honest. He's, like, purposely <laughs> showing us up in front of the listeners. I'm, I'm not Andre... Kanchelskis, uh, Kiev, Donetsk, United, Everton, Fiorentina. Okay. Yeah, it's them. Yeah. Ben Curtis. Uh, right, I've got to run soon. Like, do you? Okay. How long do you have? I've probably got three to four minutes max. Okay, brilliant. Which of the following would you hold from now till retirement? This is quick round. Bellingham or Elliot? Bellingham. <sighs> Elliot for me. Pedri or Fatty? Um, Fatty. Pedri. Cherky Ch- or Ashish? <laughs> Who is it? Cherky or Adil Ashish? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Your famous pronunciation. Cherky. Uh, uh, yeah, Cherky. We've got a question here from F.I. Elliot on Twitter. Is it true Emmy Martinez slept with Panda's wife? Yeah. This is a shout out to Chris Barker and uh, Elliot, who, you know, I've been doing the, uh, the game tapes and studying the goalkeeper at Villa because they were debating with me where, whether he was in the top five signings of the season. Uh, he wasn't, from, oh, sorry, of the last 12 months and he just missed out and they were badgering me about it as um, Villa fans do. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see once again myself being proven right. Um, the pressure's on now. They're in a real race. Um, they've got more and more success each year. They're being written about more in the press. And sadly, the knock on Martinez, you know, once the spotlight's on, he falls down. And so he's putting some poor performances. I haven't slept with his wife, but I'm afraid my football knowledge allowed me to uh, foresee it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Good. I've got one here from Ben Craig. Yeah. Craig? Ben Craig? Yeah. Fig. What's yeah. been Panda's biggest diva moment when the cameras haven't been rolling? Same question uh, to you, Panda, but mm, about Fig. Mm. So I know mine in my head. Yeah, for mine, it's probably just when you talk about how Football Index had meetings with you and you talk like, you know, they're seeing the CEO of uh, Football Index uh, Entertainment Limited or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, just think, can't he go on this guy? And it just blows me away. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's your mine is that okay, I can't for the life of me this is like legit trying to manage yep. some sort of fucking famous pop star even though you're just some <laughs> random bloke living in wherever you live yeah that is true you not recording yep. your little intro piece for Otto Joshua to make us some some uh, bespoke ah. intro music has been actually yep. disgusting I've had I've been chasing <laughs> you before Christmas do you know how yeah. long that is it's February yeah. the 4th mate yeah I thought disgusting, you were just going to talk about how generally hard it was to reach me. Yeah, but, uh, well, I mean, yeah. You seem to have got used to that over time. 
Yeah, I've just gotten used to that. To be fair, you kind of expect it if it's two days late. I'll just pop up. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, <laughs> fair, good answer. Uh, is there one last question before go I on. go? No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking. Uh, we've done bid zones. Uh, I don't really have anything. I think we're pretty much <laughs> football index machine. Actually, go on, go on. on the on the podcast uh, that will go out this Sunday. It says, mm. what can we collectively do to ensure Jesse Lingard doesn't make a run for the England squad in time for the Euros? Um, probably just not like or retweet. Yeah, maybe a voodoo spell, sing to the moon tonight, uh, Frank Sinatra song. Maybe we can buy, he's got a clothes brand, doesn't he? So maybe we can kind of get like a fundraiser going and, and buy all his stock and he can Yes. Think, That's what I need to concentrate on now. Yes. My brand's good doing idea. amazing. Me. Good idea, good idea. Yes. And, uh, well, and that brings the end of the show. Dwight, have you found it? And has this been the greatest moment of your kind of career so far? <laughs> Without doubt, the, the highlight of my FI career, no doubt. Uh, you yeah, been, how long have you been on? I've uh, been on FI since July last year. So, oh, excellent. Yeah, no, it's been been a roller coaster, but yep, yep, yeah, uh, good fun. Do really you want to know, you know your star prize now or in a month? <laughs> you can tell me in a month that's fine okay uh, well, there is, well I can, do you know what I'll tell you now but it'll be issued in a month okay you have won two tickets for you and your partner to Colchester Zoo when it reopens and that is courtesy <laughs> of <laughs> that is courtesy of the panda uh, yep so you've got me on DM oh, now oh my god two tickets to Colchester Zoo where I've been many times as a wee nip uh, get yourself down there and uh, on me and think of me as you're walking around alright <laughs> oh, really appreciate it I'm sure she'll love it no worries. where can people okay. find out about more, more about you Dwight <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, FI uh, FI um, underscore Dwight Schroot on Twitter I've only yeah. been on there for about a month so it's normally light hard it's nothing too serious so people yeah, please bit of fun this, on the timeline please give this guy a follow extremely knowledgeable as you can tell make a lot of money I'm sure following him as long as football <laughs> stays in business and solvent if not we'll all be off to the zoo together and, watch to, and to watch Oasis and on that note I bid you all farewell thank you very much everyone Cheers, for listening guys. let us know what you thought of this brand new format we're going to try and do something new every five six weeks or whatever just try and push those boundaries to the limits as far as we can thank you everyone for submitting your questions etc sorry to get to answer all of them there was obviously quite a few and panda needs to run off and do whatever he needs to do we'll have more thick cast extra for you next week 